Wake up, maggot! You're late! Ugh, Sarge, just five more minutes. You filthy, rotten animal! Get up! Whoa, 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 this is 2016, Sarge. You gotta be careful with that sort of language. What are you waking me up for? It's... It's six o'clock in the morning. You filthy scumbag! Whoa. Get up, you're late for your duty! Uh, yes, sir, sir. Duty? What's my duty today? You're cleaning the latrines with a toothbrush, soldier. I, I don't, I don't, Sarge, that's, I don't want to do that at all. All right, then I got another duty for you. Okay. You're mm. going to record this podcast. Do you have to use duty after saying latrine? <laughs> do your duty and record this podcast, soldier. Oh, oh no, not, not that podcast, Sergeant. you got to do it. We're weekly. Oh, anything but that, Sergeant. I'll give me the toothbrush. I'd rather do that. Ah, too bad. I know it's worse than cleaning a dirty latrine. There's so many bad games, Sergeant. I don't want to keep playing all these games. You know how many games there were just for the Nintendo alone? I don't care, you filthy, stinking... Oh, why am I, I ran filthy? out of adjectives. Because you, you use the filthy so much. I mean, come on, Sarge. You make us take a bath all the time. Record this podcast. Why? Oh, man. Oh. But do I have to? You have to. Oh, man. If I was to record it, Sarge, I need a name for it. The name of this dirty, filthy, rotten podcast? Yeah, do you th- I think I have a good name. Do you think you have a good name? Yeah, let's say it. All right. Retro Blist! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Retro Blist. You're only, and I cannot specify this enough, the only weekly retro video gaming podcast that's recorded in this area by two guys who've known each other for a long time. And I dare you to tell me that I'm wrong. And the home of the best accents. That's right. Do people make fun of our accents? I was making fun of our opening. Oh, yeah, we should. That my was terrible. lieutenant guy changed voices like three times. Oh, did he? <laughs> and they were all terrible. I was more worried about my performance, because I'm selfish that way. <laughs> now, Trevor, let's get all the... <laughs> I gotta quit saying fun stuff. I've literally said that for the past 17 yeah, episodes. Let's, let's, let me change this up, because it's, it's... Give me a different adjective. Let's get all this... Let's get all the... Filthy rotten uh, stuff. Stuff yeah. uh, out of the way first. You can follow me. Johnny on Instagram at johnnyism28. I put my art and all my fun stuff. Also check out my other podcast, History Creeps, where we chat, where we go about and talk about the creepier side of our history. Trevor, what do you got? Well, I'd really appreciate it. Um, hey, if you don't use Instagram, I didn't either until we started this podcast. We go download it for your phone or whatever, um, and just check us out on Instagram, Retro Blist. I post something just about every day. And all the cool kids have Instagram. Yeah, all the cool kids do. I mean, it's it's really cool. It's it's cooler than um MySpace, and uh, yeah, we're we're also on Facebook. <laughs> cool. and we're going to start doing a better job of updating that. Yeah. And our we're motto, on Twitter. Our motto of Retro Bliss is we're better than MySpace. <laughs> better than MySpace. Yeah. Does MySpace still exist? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, we're definitely better then. Yeah. Yeah. So check out us on Facebook, Twitter, especially Instagram, because it's where I put my attention right now. And also on the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast Network. Ooh. Just Google that and you'll find the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast and all kinds of other podcasts. Including History Creeps. History Creeps? What's that? I've already talked about it. Okay. I'm say it again. 
Yeah. That's just double dipping. I think that was the advertisement last week, which was kind of self-serving. No, we don't need to talk about that. Okay. It could be it for this week. Yeah. Who knows? We can hope. Now, Trevor, what amazing game. I mean, we've we've had some amazing games in our past already. We've covered Sonic, a Sonic game. We've uh-huh. covered uh, a Ninja Turtles game. We've covered basketball. We've covered a, various racing games, including one that I loved, Rock and Roll Racing. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, it means we're on the way up, right? Well, yeah, I mean, this is a... Uh... A huge game that is... I mean, it's bigger than Sonic 2. Oh. Um, actually, all joking aside, I kind of feel bad. And I know I need to say the name of the game. <laughs> I kind of feel bad because I picked this game because I really didn't have much time today. And I had a couple other games with me, but I really wanted us to try something that would be quick. And I thought just really super duper simple. Which yeah. I may have been slightly off on that, but... You were way off. But we're going to say the name of the game. That is Iron Tank: The Invasion of Normandy. Iron Tank. Iron Tank. Iron Tank. Iron. Iron. I know our accents, which you've already made fun of. I was trying to not sound so southern. Iron Tank. We just get into it. We're born here, and it just happens that way. Iron Tank is a top-down tank shooter from 1988 by SNK, Mm -hmm. and it's called Great Tank in Japan, which is a pretty awesome name. That is Great Tank. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking up stuff about this game. Now, this, like you said, it's a top view game. So, obviously, the first thing I thought of was, what's that one? 1943? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Where you're the, where you're the airplane in a, in a war, and you're blowing up other planes, and dropping stuff on the tanks. You know, yeah. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of... You're looking, above, you're looking above your vehicle. Right. It's If you've ever played 1942, 1943, or a million other shooters, you have the right idea. Except this one's on land, because you're a tank. Oh, okay. That makes sense, don't it? We should probably mention neither one of us has any experience whatsoever with this game. Or driving tanks. We are completely brand new to driving tanks. Yes, completely. And completely brand new to this game until about an hour ago. I've seen tanks. So if you're like... I've been tanked. You're welcome. Thank you very much for shutting up. (laughs) I've tanked this podcast. I think that happened like on episode two or three. It happened now. It just did it. So yeah, did you have any experience with this game? Or None at all. I never even heard of this game until you pulled it out of your satchel. That sounds terrible, yeah. but it's literally, it literally has a satchel with games <laughs> in it. And he pulled it out of there, and I was like, well, let's play that then, because neither one of us, like you said, we wanted a quick game because you didn't have a lot of time today. And and obviously, I'm a busy man, too. I mean, listen, right. actually, I didn't have All those fans at the door we yeah, talked had to, about. Yeah, I had to beat them off with numerous sticks, because I keep with breaking the, the sticks. You know, with the tank. Yeah. So I didn't know about this game at all. No. I assumed going in that it was going to... I don't even know how to put this. I, like, okay, I had zero assumptions really going in because I didn't know what it was. But the second I saw the top view of it and the actual first screenshot of the game, I thought, well, I might like this game. Yeah, and my I basically had no preconceived notions either because, you know, despite being a huge fan of the NES, I certainly never played this game. All I know is it was four bucks at the retro game store, and I saw that it was a top-down action game, and I thought, hey, it's going to be worth four bucks. But in my mind was something super simple, the kind of game you can form an opinion of in five minutes. That's what I expected yeah. going in. Yeah, like like if you meet us. Right. You can form an opinion probably in way less than five minutes. Yeah, it won't take you that long. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be done and bored. Right. And disappointed, no matter what you're... Even if you have low expectations, we will disappoint us. We have to be the podcast with the most 
self-deprecating... Yet lovable. Yet lovable host. Yeah. And also very full of ourselves somehow. All at the same How's time. How's that even possible? We do it. We pull it off on a weekly basis. Did I mention we're the only weekly <laughs> retro gaming video game podcast uh, that's recorded where we recorded at? Yeah. Do I mean, the other retro games? You listen to a lot more than I do. Unless, unless like, somebody off the street comes in and breaks in the house and sets up a new podcast yeah. here in this room. I think we're going to keep that record. I th- I, it's looking pretty good. We're so, yeah. Going like 18 plus episodes strong counting this one. So yeah, this game, to give a little more info on it, uh, it's based on a 1985 arcade game by SNK called TNK3. And uh, also, it's kind of considered the spiritual successor to Guerrilla War, which I have a little bit of experience with, and it's a really cool game. And I'm almost 100% positive it's two-player, so we're going to definitely have to check that one out sometime. Now, is it where gorillas are fighting each other? Right, it's gorillas versus like zebras and stuff. Like it's one of the apes type, right. type of thing. yeah. Okay, I'm all on board then. I love actually, those movies. Yeah. Actually, it's basically this game except without tanks. Oh. But it's actually really good. With gorillas. Then. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> it's a top-view gorilla yep. fighting game. <laughs> Top-down gorilla fighter. <laughs> all right, so uh, is there any other little info we need to get to before we really get into this? Before we, we dive in to the tank. Yeah, well, the rest of it I can get into when we really dive into the tank. Okay, well, let's dive into the tank then. All, all right, right, we kind of started with the gameplay a little bit. It's a top-view game. Uh, you're driving the tank around... Uh, there's a there's like six or seven levels in the game, uh, but from what I read, we like I said, we didn't have a lot of time, so we didn't play the game a lot. We played it enough, mm-hmm. but from what I understand, even though there's different levels and there's bosses on each level, that you're it's kind of a linear thing. Like you're still going to keep going, right? So you actually made it, I believe, to the second boss, but you almost don't notice because you just keep going. It never says new level. It never. The scenery changes some, but it doesn't announce that you're on a new level, right. which is kind of neat. It's like one big experience. So, and while you're doing this, of course, there's other tanks there, the enemy tanks, there's enemy soldiers, mm-hmm. there's enemy uh, trains, I guess the best way to put that. There's a lot of trains in this game, and they're really yeah. horrible, evil trains. And they're probably the, the hardest ones to beat, honestly. They are, yeah. And also, there's uh, there are soldiers that you can save that are obviously, like, you know, on your team. Right. And... They have the best dialogue. They do. Now, apparently, when I was reading about this game, the soldiers, you want to read what they say because it gives you helpful tips and dialogue. But literally, out of the seven or eight soldiers that we saved, all of them but one all said the same thing. And that was... Thanks. That's it. That's it. They just said yeah. thanks. That was thanks. it. Thanks. Yeah, a whole new dialogue, a whole new screen pops up, and you get a little cutscene, and it just says thanks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thanks. So, great dialogue. But I did find one soldier that told me to take... The middle path, basically. Yeah. And uh, that's actually a pretty cool part about the game, is the paths. Yeah. Now, and also, this gameplay is also a little different, as in, you know, a lot of those top-down shooters, uh, you'll get different weapons and stuff as you go. This one, you kind of upgrade the weapon you have. Right. So this, I guess we can start. Well, I wanted to get into it, like, if we, you have, on the Nintendo, there's two buttons. One's a shoot, one's a grenade. Right. And those both of those can be upgraded as you're going. You'll pick up letters and stuff on the on the map. But to actually start those and make those work, you gotta hit the select button and actually select each one. Right, and that's sort of the first thing about this game that made me realize, wait a minute, this game's a little different. It's not as simple as I thought. So you collect these letters and I'll get into what they all are in a few minutes, but these letters all do something different, but you like Johnny said, you have to go into the menu and you choose which ones you want to activate, basically. And it's sort of like, um, think of it like a fuel tank. 
And the more you, know, you use it, the more it runs out. You know what it kind of reminded me of in a really weird way? You remember when we played Home Alone? Yeah. And you could make oh, weapons? Yeah. It really it gave off yeah, that vibe. It's it was like, a completely different game. Right, yeah. That makes sense. It's a simpler version of that, yeah. sort of. So, yeah, it's like a fuel gauge. And the more you use the weapons, the more they this new ability depletes. But you pick up these letters, and it replenishes it. Um, Some of the letters will be health. I think all of them give you a little bit of health, actually. Right, yeah. But you'll need all the health you can get. <laughs> well, let's just go and get into that. I actually wrote down what all the letters do, because it's okay. not obvious. No. So the letters are V, F, B, L, E, and R. So V is rapid fire. So when you pick up a V, it fills up your rapid fire gauge, and that, well, you fire more rapidly. Um, oh, okay. Makes sense, right? <laughs> but there's some others that are a lot cooler than that. F... I don't know where they get these letters from. Maybe it's Japanese, but F is armor piercing, and that turns your shooting into bullets that do double the damage, and they can shoot through walls and terrain. Yeah, which I didn't really realize that when I was playing, but that's that's pretty cool for a eight bit game that your uh, rounds can shoot through walls. Uh, B is for bombshells, and it makes your bombs double powered and explode on impact. L is long range, which doubles your range. And then E and R, those are kind of interesting. When you pick up the letter E, it just restores some health. But when you pick up a R, it fully restores your health and adds to the refuel meter. And this refuel meter is really interesting. Uh, when you press select, if you click on the refuel meter, it means it will automatically start using this meter when your health runs out. Um, at least that's the way I understood it. I'll be honest, I didn't realize that's how it worked because I never had enough health. Yeah, I started to say we never, even, we never even got there. <laughs> so... I don't know how you would get there, to be honest with you. Right, because the way it works is, if your health is totally full, then everything you pick up starts filling up your your extra gauge, your refuel meter. Yeah. But you have to have full health, and we didn't have full health. I, I don't know how time. anybody... I Honestly, this is one of the tougher games we've played in a, in a long time. Right, and we're brand new to it, and it's not as simple as we thought. So maybe There's that's so much going on on the screen at one time, and honestly, also, when you're at that select screen... You're going to be hitting that select button a lot, not only to choose all that, but to shut the phone up. Right. So, <laughs> do you want to explain how the phone calls okay. work? <laughs> As you're driving your tank along and you're trying to blow up all this stuff because you're getting hit constantly. There's stuff coming at you all the time. This incredibly annoying beep will start happening and it will be loud. Ear piercing. It will destroy your eardrums and you have to go see the phone or it will not shut up. And, and apparently it's one of your, I don't know, it's a, a fellow soldier or something and they're giving you supposedly things and intel <laughs> but he always kept saying almost the same things over and over again and he <laughs> called constantly he always called all the time well, the most annoying part is there's this part that I that we couldn't figure out with these trains there's like three train tracks and there's a mine a landmine laying right in one and right in the middle one and we couldn't figure out because if you go left and right it's a dead end and there's a mine on the middle one anyways we won't get into how that works but basically, but I was right. I didn't want to put that. Well, out. All right, you have to go around the mine. Johnny was right. I was. Anyways. Oh yeah, but let me let me stop for a minute. You were right the second time, but the first time I saw a mine on a bridge, like, hey, that looks like a landmine. And Johnny said, try to pick it up. I say, no, it looks like a mine. I think it's going to kill me. And he's like, you got to find out. And so of course I ran into it and it blew me up. Now, in my defense, that's how I learned. That's true. That's how you learn. Step on those landmines. I will say though. The explosions in this game, especially when you explode, this game does all that it can in its 1988 glory to make it as epic as possible. All right, the explosions are glorious, but we're, <laughs> we're totally chasing squirrels right now. Well, we were talking about something else. We were talking about the phone calls. 
Yeah. Yeah, the phone call. I so thought we yeah. said enough. They're very no, no, no. They happen all the time. My whole point was this part. I kept dying over and over. So every time I restarted, he would call back and give me the same information. Oh, yeah. He said, I found a train on the radar. Be careful. The train blew me up like 80 times. I didn't need to know that again. We were well aware, sir. We were well aware. That was a little annoying and pretty funny. It was very annoying to me. Yeah, the explosions are crazy in this game. Oh, yeah. Especially when you explode the tank. Yeah, when you yourself explode, it literally seems like it takes forever. And the screen, like, there's a a big explosion where you are on the map. And also the screen kind of, like, It turns, like, white and pink and it's almost trippy. Yeah. All at like, one time. It's, they really, it's pretty amazing. They want you to feel really bad for dying, I yeah. think, is the point. They make a big deal out of it. All right. So, yeah, the, so the pickup system is unique. And what about the multiple paths? I thought that was pretty unique. That is really cool. There is, like, like we said, there's a, a, a map. And it's a big map, too, because as much as we played, we feel like if you looked at the map, we didn't really get anywhere. Right. It's, it's really impressive uh, when you press the select button. Like, you start on the coast. Well, it is called the Invasion of Normandy, which I'll admit, I didn't realize that was the subtitle. Because I didn't notice it on the cartridge. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what this is supposed to be? Anyways, but you start at the coast, and we made it very little distance. It's a pretty stinking big game. Yeah, there's a lot to it. If I read read it right, I think it takes about nine hours to beat this game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's counting dying or if that's just straight through, but it's it's longer than I would have expected, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and I will say that the paths really do seem to make a difference. Yeah, yeah like, like you said, there's, there's a lot of times where you can go one way or the other, or even down the middle, and you just got to decide which way to go. Some are definitely longer and harder than others to save. And that's when sometimes it's good to save soldiers, because they'll actually tell you which path to take. Right, the soldiers you can save are, uh, well, yeah, they'll eventually give you some help, helpful The ones that actually tell you something. I assume they all give you points. To be honest, I died so much, I didn't really notice my We points, got to a point but... where we just stopped saving them. <laughs> right. I, I eventually left them behind, because I realized they couldn't tell me anything. Yeah, they were just going to give you a big <laughs> thing, so that was it. But yeah, They uh, could thank somebody else. <laughs> Is, I think I think that's enough about that. Now, the, how does the game look to you, graphic-wise? Well, again, it, this is a game that... it. Um, Keep in mind, it's 1988. It's 1988. One, it's in the earlier run of the NES. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a, it's not a definitely not one of the later games. This is a game that kind of, I don't want to say exceeded necessarily, but it definitely was not where my expectations were. Because I expected everything to be so simple, and everything was different. So I think the most impressive thing about the graphics is that they just keep going. Like the, like you said, there's not a, a level two screen. It just keeps going. And it changes in subtle ways. Like all of a sudden there'll be bunkers everywhere or there'll be train tracks. Or we'll be totally surrounded by trees. I think it's a pretty good looking game. And the tank looks pretty cool. Like the turret, 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 yeah. the turret sort of moves independently from the rest of the tank like it should. And the um, explosions are crazy, like yeah. you said. Um, I love probably my favorite thing graphically about the game is the <laughs> the uh, this game encourages you to run over your enemies, yeah. the soldiers, yeah. and they uh, they it looks like they're screaming, like their mouths get really huge, yeah. and it's pretty <laughs> hilarious looking. Oh, and by the way, that gives you a point of health every time you run somebody over. So yeah, so it literally <laughs> wants you to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. The graphics, I think, overall are fine. What was more impressive to me though was not how the game looked, but how the game had so much going on at once. Right. <laughs> like, literally, like I said, you're constantly being shot at. And I don't mean just by one thing. There's like, it feels right. like there's five or six things at least every time shooting at you. It is impressive. You might have, I mean, sometimes eight soldiers will come out at you at once, and they're pretty pathetic. I mean, you really just have fun running them over. But then there might be two tanks on the screen, and then there's a train on the screen. Um, and yeah, lots of bullets. All this is at once, and all of them are shooting at you. Right. It's, it's, 
it's almost too much to keep up with if you're if your mental capacities are failing like ours are. Yeah, well, I mean, it's if you <laughs> if you have like ADD or something, this game's terrible, right? Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. I think I'll be a lot better next time because I really focused on the wrong things. You've really just got to avoid those tanks and the trains, and don't worry about the little guys so much, you know, because they don't really do a whole lot to hurt you that I can tell. Right, they'll just shoot you, but like it doesn't do a lot of damage. They're more there to actually for you to run them over. That's what it seems Honestly, like. Honestly, it's what it they're like literally it. cannon fodder. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> um, I think that yeah, the enemies look cool. The t- other tanks are pretty cool looking. It's not going to blow you away, but it's more than <laughs> I expected for a 1988 action game. Yeah, it it, it looks it, it more than holds up its own in how it looks. It's not going to uh, change how you look at video games graphically, yeah. but like it's serviceable. I guess the best way to right. put it. It's very serviceable. What about the music and sound effects? That's what I was going to bring up next. Well, um, the music, I've already forgotten them. Well, <laughs> the other thing... Uh, okay, let me say this again. This game was was probably... I'm not going to give away my score yet. But my review is going to be skewed due to the, the sound effects of it. Which overall <laughs> annoyed me more than made me happy. <laughs> but it was honestly probably A, because they decided to go with an ear-piercing sound for a phone call. That uh-huh. happen all the time. Uh, and also, when you were actually talking to the soldiers or saving them, that <laughs> same sound would come up again. So so the talking sound in this game for every single person you talk to is... Yeah. And that's, that's what... And, and you heard how annoying that was? <laughs> it was twice as annoying as what he just did. Yeah, believe it or not. Somehow, Trevor was not as annoying as this game was. <laughs> yes. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> yeah, the, the sound effects are crazy. The explosions are cool. The guns sound fine. The explosions are the highlight to me, uh, both graphically and sound-wise. Yeah. Everything else, to me, I either A, already forgot, or the only reason I remember is because it annoyed me so much. Well, here's my my review of the sound. The basic stuff is cool, the gunshots and all that. The stuff they added in that wasn't necessary, like the phone calls, is really annoying, like Johnny said. Really ear-piercing. And the song, and I say song, I think there's only one song that loops over and over. Um, I'll say it didn't get annoying. It kind of just blends into the background. But I think there was only one song, at least in the first few areas where we made it to. I mean, we probably played... I mean, we probably played 35 minutes or so, which doesn't sound like much. But 35 minutes is enough to beat some of these old um, action games. And this one, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. But yeah, in the part we played, I think there was just one song. So yeah, I have to say the sound effects and music were... Eh, yeah. I don't know. I'd say okay overall. You're being nicer to it than I am. Yeah, I think this is the <laughs> kind of game that I'm just going to be nicer to than you. Yeah. All right, before we get into our actual overall scores, uh, I wanted to bring up another part of the game, which I kind of said before, but I don't think we can emphasize enough. To me, and I want to know how you feel about this. Okay. To me, and you played it more than I did. I played it a lot less than you by far. Because it's a one-player game. That's something else we need to mention. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't figure out how to even... I don't think there's even a choice for two no, players. password to start. That's your two options. Yeah. Uh, is the difficulty level. It, yeah. It is crazy hard. Like, I, I don't... Yeah. I didn't see anywhere where you could change the difficulty. Uh, like I said, there's all kinds of things on the screen at once, and they're all shooting at you. And how it's even remotely possible to keep your health to even get to that, uh, that refill bar is beyond me. <laughs> I'll say I kind of expected that. Um... Yeah, this is the this is the kind of game that probably I imagine Johnny wouldn't spend a lot of time with for the fact that I brought it over. But I kind of have a a sick, I guess a sickness. I kind of knew going in this was going to be crazy hard because most of these action games are on NES. 
So I kind of expected that. It is really hard, though. I think what saves it for me and why I will probably come back to it is there is a password feature, and it's not like a super long password. So if you make it to like the next area, you're going to get a new password. So even though the game's really long and really hard, you can pretty easily start back roughly where you left Yeah, I, I will say this in its defense is that even though it is it is really difficult, it like you said, it has all those passwords. And I think it seems like yeah, that kind of can keep you going until you actually do beat it. Right. Now the question is, does it get stupid hard where it's pointless? Because it's already pretty hard and we only made it a very small way through the game. Yeah. Like you said, so. I think we might have made it to the end of level two, maybe. Right. And that's probably being nice to yeah. ourselves. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know mean, for sure we beat the first level. I'm pretty sure it's what they consider the third level that I made it to. Yeah. Like I, we said, how they I, I killed two up. things that looked like bosses to me. I'll put it yeah. that way. <laughs> so um, I guess now it's time for, unless you want you got anything else. Oh, I did have one quick? more thing, which is really crazy. Uh, your character's name is Paul, apparently, which I never saw it say that. Right. Because it always called you Snake. And the reason is? And the reason is, yeah, well, you tell me the reason. I don't even remember. The reason <laughs> is, apparently in the game, your actual name is Paul, but... The unit that you're in is unit, called right. uh, Snake something or something Snake. And that really tripped me up because when it first happened, I thought, oh, wait a minute. Is this Konami? It's like, no, this is SNK. I knew it was SNK. Yeah, you were thinking, you were thinking Metal, Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid. Solid which is really Snake. weird because the guy calls you on this radio and it sounds like the Codex, Codex yeah. from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. <laughs> and he calls you Snake. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> I think clearly they were maybe, would be nice to say they were paying homage to Metal Gear Solid. Did Metal Gear Solid come out before this game? Yeah, the the original the original one. one. Um, I the original one is like is kind of similar to this game, isn't it? Yeah, the I believe I'm not mistaken. It's been forever since I played the it. The very so. original one was on the the MSX, the home computer. I've never played it, but I played the I played the one on the regular Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Right, and that actually came after, I think around '85 or so is when the original came out, and then it came out on Nintendo a little later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was a little funny that they, they called him Snake. But yeah. Okay, Trevor, so I think we're are we ready for scores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Trevor, so out of how many uh, massive explosions would you give this game? All right. I always have a boring preamble before my scores. Yeah, this go time, ahead and give it to us. This time I think it's necessary. <laughs> my score is, is going to be fluctuating for this game. The score I give it on this podcast, although it's going to be recorded for posterity... <laughs> Consider it my temporary score, and you're probably going to blow your. I'm going to blow your mind when I give it a score. Okay. Because I want to play it again. I want to put in. I took a snapshot, a screenshot of the screen with my code. He did do that. I and was there. I witnessed him. Do at this. some point, I want to put it in and try to make it further. So I'm basing it on the fact that do I want to play it again, and how much fun did I have right now? So I will say my score. For now, I'm going to say it's seven explosions. Wow. Which, let me explain. If the game keeps getting harder and harder and harder and more frustrating, it's going to go way down because it's just going to be a game I'm not going to come back to. But this is this game exceeded my expectations because it's got some depth to it. It's got a lot going on. It's not really the kind of game I'm going to bring over me and Johnny are going to play. But when I'm... Because we really can't literally. It's right, a one-player one game. game. <laughs> but when I'm home, it's the kind of game I'm... I think I could get addicted to it, trying to master it. But I'll be honest, I think 7 is probably as high as it's going to go. I think it could come down if it just gets really, really, really frustrating. To me, seven's very high. But that's 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 <laughs> 7 is for potential and for how much I want to play it again. And I, I do have a soft swap for these old 8-bit shooters. I mean, it's it's not... 
it's not complex. There's not a lot going on. Um, but seven is a little generous right now, but, but that's for the potential I see in it. So yeah, go wow. and give it your two or whatever. <laughs> we have very different views of this game. I, I've had a feeling we were going to. Uh, okay, I'm. When we do these reviews, when it's a game that I'm not enjoying, I try to look at its positives too. I want to. I want to be fair, <laughs> even though I can be really opinionated, opinionated when it comes to video games. Well, it's about time we have a split on one of these games. Yeah, so we're gonna have a split on this one. I everything you said, I could, I understand, and it does have good things. Like I said, the explosions are really cool. Uh, the the graphics are fine, uh, you know. It's there's some stuff working for. I like that. It's kind of different in that you can build your weapon up. Mm-hmm. I like that. I also like that the it's like one long map. In other words, it's kind of uh, different to me. So I like that it's trying something that's different. It's mm-hmm. not just your same old run of the mill kind of thing. But with the sound effects that I really hated that happened constantly to how difficult it was <laughs> at the very beginning. As in, it doesn't really even ease you into it. You kind of, <laughs> it throws you into the wolves, in other words. Uh, and if I would want to play it again, I have no desire. If you want to play this again, that's fine. I won't tell you that I that, to not play it. <laughs> but I'll be like, yeah, Trevor, you can play that. I'm going to mess on my phone or pretend I'm playing <laughs> rock and roll racing, a game I actually like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got to give this game just out of, Give me your honest opinion. I I'm trying to. I'm going to give it a, a four. And I feel like I'm being really high when I give it that. <laughs> well, this is definitely our sharpest Four differing. explosions. And even then, I feel like I should have given it three. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, but see, the reason that I'm struggling is because... No, I say our worst game we played so far was Uncanny X-Men, right? Oh, by far. This is a head and shoulders above that game. And two bodies. Yeah. yeah head and... I mean, yeah. Yeah. See, that's why I don't want to give it, I can't give it lower than that because that game's terrible. And I recognize that it's a much better game than that by right. far. I wouldn't even put them in the same category as bad games for me. Right. But I didn't enjoy either one of them playing them. So. I, I mean, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> if, yeah, you're just going to have to find out for yourself. And the good news is, I got this game for four bucks. I was going to say, I saw it when I was looking stuff up. It's not that expensive. Right. So if you can get it for less than 10 bucks, my opinion is give it a try. If you agree with Johnny, you're out of less than ten bucks. If you're good with me, you might find something that that exceeds your expectations. I will say though that I can see where Johnny's coming from. I mean, the initial impressions are this is kind of frustrating. The sound effects are pretty annoying, and it's kind of average in all other aspects. But I feel like it's got more potential. So that's and I enjoyed it. So that's what mine's based on. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's pretty good. So it's about time we had one where we really divided on it harshly. Yeah. So we're gonna start thinking we were just. It's the same person. Sheep or something. Yeah. yeah. But we're not. We have our own opinions and thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trevor. I think... Uh, wait. Do you hear that? That's the... Cha-ching, cha-ching. That's the sound of of a, of somebody sponsoring us. Do you hear it? Cha-ching, cha-ching. You know, you always get my hopes up by saying that. Yeah. But, but they're not paying us for these commercials. Are oh. you getting the money? Like, what? Are you getting a check? I, I can't talk about that. My lawyer told me not to. We're going to discuss this when we're done with this episode. Oh, anyway, let's do this commercial while we're done. This. All right, let's. We're going to talk about this while you listen to this commercial. I was at this house, right? In this scary house, oh, there's like a ghost and all kinds of scary stuff happened. It was haunted, so haunted. Like tons of people. Just get this, buddy. Tons of people like died there and such. Wait, come on now. You talking about Amityville? 
What? 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 What's Amityville? You know the Amityville story, the house about that the kid that shot his family up. They tried to say it was all demented demons and, and crap like that. What? What? Whoa, whoa! Dad just heard this show about it, all about it. You ain't heard about that podcast called History Creeps? No, what's a History Creep? History Creeps is a podcast about all them crazy weird things that be going down in history. Two guys be doing it pretty good. You just copying that story? I've heard that before. I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know. I got to go see you listen to this podcast that you're talking about. Check it out, History Creeps. I get it on my iTunes all the time. But I only have a stitcher. Is that okay? I guess. I don't know about your stitches. I don't know what you be cutting up, but just listen to that History Creeps. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. Okay, I'm getting on it just right now. <laughs> all right. Hey, put some more wood in that fire. Oh, here we go. What'd you think of that commercial, Trevor? Wasn't it great? Man, it's awesome. I hope we get some money from it. If I didn't have all those things that we're just talking about on that commercial, I would hate myself. Yeah, but three easy payments in 1995, that is not bad. That's really good. Yeah. Especially in this day and age with inflations and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. And think of all the money you really saved. Right. you got to think about the money saved, not the money wasted. That's right. Now, Trevor, it's time for everybody's most uh, favorite part of our episodes. Besides when it's finally over with, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, okay. It's time for everybody's second favorite part of the episode. That would be... The Bliss, Bliss Quiz! Whose turn is it to go first? I believe it's yours. Hit me with that first question. I'm going to get all these right. I'm feeling good. All right. Your first question. Actually, I think it's your turn to go first. I feel like I went first last time. but I'm going first. It really doesn't matter. It matters a lot. I'll go first. if You You go first. Pepper, rock, scissors. All right. (laughs) One, two, three. uh. Gotcha. Okay, I guess I go first. All right. right. (laughs) Like a kindergartner until we solve our problems here. (laughs) Trevor. What is the fastest a tank has ever gone to this day? Is it A, 20.7 miles per hour? Is it B, 25.3 miles per hour? Or is it C, 51.1 miles per hour? I'm going to say 51.3. That is correct. Oh, man, I'm a genius. Apparently some tank, I, w- I looked at it, but I forgot to write it down. <laughs> because Who cares? Yeah. But, some tank, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a tank that... that Got the Guinness Book Book of World Records for being the fastest tank that went 51 miles an hour. I think it was the iron tank. Maybe it was. I don't know. Was it? Is that one of yours? No, that's the game we played, Iron Tank. Oh, okay. (laughs) I love it when we trip each other up. Like, legit. I've already (laughs) put that game out of my memory. (laughs) Yeah, that that was a pretty good game we just played. You remember it? All right, here we go. So, your first question. Okay. You know, this game, it really promotes running over people. Oh, yeah, it does. Um... So, when you run over the regular soldiers, you get a, a point on your health, which isn't much. But what do you get when you run over an officer? Do you get a screen-clearing bomb? Do you get a point of health and a point on your rapid-fire meter? Or do you get a criminal record? <laughs> well, in reality, it should be the last one. I'm going to say the first one, and here's why. There were a couple times when something weird would happen on the screen, and we don't know why there's all those explosions yeah. and stuff. So, I'm going to assume it's that one. Yeah, actually, no, it's just the point of health and a oh. point on the rapid meter. But yeah, there's, these green clearing bombs would show up sometimes, except they didn't clear the screen. And they didn't hurt anybody. They didn't hurt me or you. Or, or they, the enemy. They, or the enemy. They just showed up. Yeah. I guess it was just a, just a effect. Yeah. What was that? A effect. A effect. 
Alright, you turn. Your turn. You turn. You turn. I'm falling apart. Let me drink some more of this tea. Alright. Trevor, your next question. This is gonna be really difficult. Uh-huh. It's probably good you drunk that tea to clear your okay. mind. You ready? Yeah. What is the most dangerous type of th- of <laughs> What is the most dangerous type of tank? It's hard to say top of tank. Top of tank? Which tank is the most dangerous? Okay. Do I get <laughs> so, choices? Yeah, I'm gonna give you okay. some choices. Which tank is the most dangerous? Is it A the Panzer tank? Okay. Is it B a tank top? Okay. Or is it C a fish tank? Okay. I'm gonna go with fish tank, and you're not gonna find out my reasoning until I read my next question. Oh, I like this. Yep. All right. So the reason I say that is because I went on eBay. Oh man, you never do this. I never do this. And I found um I searched for tank and I searched for the most expensive item under tank. Okay. And I didn't find any, you know, tanks like iron tank. But I did find a shark tank. Oh. And that is why I think that could be the most dangerous kind of tank. Okay, that makes sense. So this is a disassembled 10-piece shark tank from a major theme park. That was their words. It's used. It's got 10 acrylic panels. And uh, you have to pick it up yourself in a big truck. Uh, what is the asking price? Yeah. How big How big did they say it was? I don't know, but it's big enough to hold sharks. And it was in a major theme park. And... I will say if you get within a thousand dollars, I'm going to give you this game we played today. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, this is going to be a lot. I'm going to say two hundred thousand dollars. This is probably comparatively the closest you've ever gotten. Oh wow! But it's three hundred fifty-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. I feel really good about so, my choice. I have no idea if that's a good price or not. I don't know. So, I don't apparently, know. Shark Tanks are really expensive. I know they can get expensive. But, you know, obviously we don't even know how big that is. Right. So, yeah. it's Or what, or what uh, park it was in. They're being really weird with the details they're given. It probably came from SeaWorld after Shamu ever died. Oh, yeah. Shamu died? Is that true? I think one of them did. Maybe they... I know. They're, aren't they closing down SeaWorld because of all the, the killer whales and how they were treated and stuff? Let's just keep making stuff up. Okay. <laughs> That's but good. I think you're right, though. I feel like we're going to go with that. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready for your last question? I think so. Alright. Who you're gonna get choices. Good. Who good. would be the most dangerous if they were in a tank? Okay. Are you ready for your choices? Mm-hmm. A the cast of Saved by the Bell. Okay. All right. B the host of Retro Blist. Ooh. Mm. Or C the soldiers who are actually trained to be behind the tank behind the wheel of the tank. Oh, <laughs> In my head, I just imagine this whole time that we're like in a fish tank. <laughs> you're, you're actually back to the real kind of tank again. That's hilarious. Well, well the, the, the answer is obvious, though. It's us, yeah. Yeah, because we had no idea what we're doing. We're going to yeah. blow everything up. We literally just thought we were in a fish tank. <laughs> we're going to drive it like into the ocean and shooting the whole time. And we're going to shoot a plane out of the sky because we're shooting straight up while we're sinking, not knowing yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, we'll be good at this. Yeah, we're awesome. Right, give me the so, last yeah, one. your last question. So you, uh, this is sort of a scenario-based question. You see a giant landmine in front of you while you're driving your tank on a bridge. What do you do? A, you drive right into it. Uh-huh. B, you shoot at it. Or C, you go around it and dodge it. Well, I know what the real answer is, but we tried all of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the answer is the last one. Yeah, unlike what uh what we did over and over. You just go around it. <laughs> you can't shoot it. Yeah. Can't shoot it. If you drive into it, you're going to die. Yeah, it's a one-hit kill kind of thing. So You'll blow up automatically. Retro Brilliant, 
Blist. Richard Brist. Can't even say the name of our own podcast. Richard Brist. I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> Your pro tip, though, before I leave, <laughs> is do not drive into landmines. Do not shoot landmines. You're just wasting ammo. Go around them. That's your Trevor Pro Tip. He gives one of these away for free every episode. Sometimes two, sometimes three, but just one today. Just one. Do you have any yep. more pro tips? Um, Don't play this game. This is Johnny's pro tip. Save yourself some time and money. Play rock and roll racing instead. Play this game. Even though that game's more expensive. Run over lots of soldiers and be sure to activate all your special abilities because they don't do it on their own. That's, yeah, that's very important, honestly. That's actually, it's a real pro tip. All right, Trevor, so this has been another great episode of Retro Bliss where we drove tanks and we did a terrible job of doing so. Yeah. Do you have any parting words for our listening audience who have spent uh, their hard-earned... Can you... Hard-earned time? I was going to say hard-earned money, but I knew that they didn't pay for this. I think the only way you could earn time is by not wasting it doing things like this podcast. Oh, then we've hurt everybody. Yeah. Everybody's been hurt by us. We're sorry. We're sorry. Are we, though? I'm not. Not really. I feel fine. Thank you for listening. No, it was terrible. Anybody make that sort of joke is a terrible person. I would never make that sort of joke. I'm going to blow you up with a tank. You shouldn't, though. That's not a pun. You have a tank? Yeah. Where did you get it? Um, eBay? Yeah, eBay. <laughs> what, how much did you pay for it? Uh, three fifty nine ninety nine and 99 cents. There's no way that you sound like you're making this up off the top of nope. your head. This all sounds legit, so I'm going to behave my yep. best. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, maybe the next episode will be better, but <laughs> let's be honest, it probably would be the same thing. What was wrong with this episode? Nah, nothing.